and welcome to a special edition of Newsmax Daily for Thursday, August 10th, 2023. Thank you for checking in. And just like that, we are already into double digits of the eighth month of 2023. In Tennessee, Georgia, parts of Florida, and other places, kids are already back in school on August 10th. It's crazy. And on the calendar, it is National Lazy Day, encouraging people to take a break from their busy, hectic lives and just relax. Not a good day for going back to school, but the purpose is the importance of self-care, balancing life, work, and leisure to maintain your overall health and well-being. And on the food calendar today is hashtag National S'mores Day, since they're made with marshmallow, chocolate, and graham crackers. Have you ever really wondered why they're called s'mores? It's actually a combination of the two words, some more, as in can I have some more s'mores? And if you missed it last night, Eric Bowling had a sit-down, face-to-face interview with Donald Trump from his summer home in Bedminster, New Jersey. We just sat down with President Trump moments ago for his first interview since his third indictment. You will not believe the directions we went and the news he broke. Everything from his decision about appearing at the GOP debate. That's right. He's made his decision and whether he will sign the pledge supporting other candidates for president and what he really thinks about Jack Smith, Fannie Willis, Bill Barr and Chris Christie. And wait until you hear what he has to say about Joe Biden's state of mind. Here's the president from Bedminster moments ago. Mr. President, thank you for sitting down with us, spending some time with us, Uh, a very busy schedule. You've been killing it. You've been doing extremely well. The poll numbers are, are off the charts. You got some new polling, tell us about it. Well, I guess we're up by 45 and 50 points now, and it's a great honor. People see what's happening with our country. They see how badly it's doing. I think they're trying really to contrast that to four really incredible years. We rebuilt our military. We got the largest tax cuts in history, the largest regulation cuts in history. We did so much, uh, and we had such success. We were respected around the world. You know that better than anybody. We were respected by China and by Russia and by everybody. You wouldn't have had Ukraine and Russia. You wouldn't have had Taiwan and China. Uh, you wouldn't, which could very well happen, by the way. And uh, we were doing very well as a country. And then all of a sudden, uh, we have this group of people running it, and they're incompetent. Uh, this Joe Biden is just an incompetent man, and he's crooked as you can be. Crooked. We really do. We call him crooked. Joe now because uh, what they've done with the election uh, to be uh, to weaponize a DOJ and an FBI like he's done people have thought about it for probably a hundred years and they do it in third world countries but they never did it here uh, where you have three and four indictments you never had an indictment in your whole life and now you have three or four in a period of a month it's all because of the election they could have done it two and a half years ago by the way if they really wanted to but they never thought it was going to be necessary. But we're leading him by a lot, too. We're leading not only the Republicans by, uh, I guess, 50 and 52 points. That's a lot. But we're leading Biden by a lot. And uh, they've weaponized everything. They, uh, it's called election interference. And I don't think they're getting away with the game because since they've done this, our poll numbers have gone up. The people of this country know it, but we have a crooked guy. We have an incompetent man. I would have never said that, but when they did that, then you sort of say, let's take the gloves off. Uh, What they're doing to this country at the border, 
what they're doing to our country with taxes. They're using the environment to just destroy people. I mean, the, the windmills are absolutely the most expensive form of energy you can have. We have liquid gold right under our feet. We would have made, we were making a fortune. And then he turned that off, and uh, it's an environmental nightmare. There's some news that came out today. James Comer, the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, released some documents that showed that the Biden family received tens of millions of dollars from countries like Kazakhstan and, and Ukraine and, and others. One of the subtexts was there was a, a transfer of money, $142,300 that went from one of these foreign oligarchs right into the Devin Archer and Hunter Biden company, which they turned around the very next day and purchased a sports car, same dollar amount. Yeah, They're doing this type of thing and you're answering indictments and, and arraignments. Well, it's incredible. I mean, it really is incredible. And, and I'm answering them not for that. I'm answering because I question an election. Not only question, I, I totally dispute that election. I think it's ridiculous what happened and that they allowed that to happen and that the media doesn't want anybody to talk about it. But now we can. And we did something uh, yesterday. You know, now that we have the subpoena power, because we now have subpoena power, all of a sudden the J6 committee, the unselects, I call them, everything was deleted and destroyed. The documents, everything was deleted and destroyed. Uh, that's a criminal act. So all of that stuff, all of that nonsense you watched for a year and a half go on with all Democrats and two so-called Republicans, but they were worse than any of the Democrats, Kinzinger and Cheney. Uh, it's all been deleted and gotten rid of. They deleted it because they didn't want anybody to see it, because the real answers were there, but they didn't want to report it. Uh, that's incredible. And when you talk about Russia and you talk about money coming in, during one of the debates, if you remember, the second debate, uh, I said, what about the mayor of what, Moscow's wife? Three and a half million dollars. And Chris Wallace was like fighting me. You shouldn't that. ask that. You shouldn't. And nobody's mentioning that. But that was a major bone of contention because I was saying to Chris Wallace, he got three and a half million dollars, and I believe it was him, indirectly or directly, and I was debating Joe Biden, not Hunter Biden. I got three and a half million. I said, what about the three and a half million from the mayor of Moscow's wife that was given to you? And Chris Wallace really, I said, who am I debating? Am I debating him or am I debating you? You bring up a good point. Uh, the next topic I want to talk about, the, the, the debate. Chris Wallace was at Fox. He, he stopped that debate down and fact-checked you, and he was wrong. He was so wrong. Which begs the question, August 23rd, Fox debate. You said in the past, you said I'd be stupid to go to the debate because I'm winning. Someone else referred, uh, used a comment like, why eat when you're not hungry? You're not going to that debate, are you? So I'll let it be known next week. But look, I'm leading by 50 and 55 points over De Sanctimonious. Uh, the, the nice part is I'm leading by a lot over Biden. Nobody's ever led by so much over somebody. We just have to make sure they don't cheat on the elections because that's the question I get more. Sir, will they do it again? Will they cheat again? We're not going to let them. We can't let them because that election will be the most important election in the history of our country because our country's going to hell. You look at our borders. We're being invaded at our borders. Uh, prisons are being emptied out into our country and mental institutions, insane asylums. It's a stronger word. But or, or words, because he would say word, it's words, but insane asylums being emptied out into our country, terrorists pouring into our country. They're catching a lot, but the ones that are 
really bad and really smart. They're getting through, and we have no idea where they are and who they are, where they come from. Our country is in serious trouble. We are at a level where I don't think we've ever been like this. I think it started with the election, but I think it also, a big part of it was Afghanistan. When we, when they saw how incompetent we handled that, when we left, when we took out the soldiers first, and I was all set, we were going to leave with dignity and strength. I dealt with the head of the Taliban, Taliban, and the press went crazy. How would you call him? I call him because that's the one that was making the decisions. Uh, as they said to Jesse James, you remember Jesse James, the bank robber. Why do you only rob banks? I rob banks because that's where the money is. So I spoke to the head of the Taliban, and we uh, had a very good understanding. For 18 months, not one American soldier was even shot at, and he knew not to do it. And then. This guy takes over and he moves the military out first, leaving 13 dead soldiers, 36 horrifically wounded, many other people dead. You know, people don't talk about that, but many, many people dead. And all of this for nothing. And what else did we leave behind? $85 billion worth of equipment. Billion, not million, $85 billion worth of the best military equipment in the world because I rebuilt the military. So I bought most of that equipment. They gave a lot of it to to the Taliban, to Afghanistan. So uh, I don't think we've ever had a country in worse shape. One thing very important, today it's nuclear. It's not army tanks going back and forth. And we have a man that can't put two sentences together, that have no, he has no idea what's going on with Russia, with China, with Pakistan, with India, with Iran. I had Iran. They were going to make a deal within one week after the election. They would have had a deal and there would have been no nuclear weapons. Now they're very close to having a nuclear weapon. And we have a man who's grossly incompetent as our president and he has no idea. You take a look at what's happened to us worldwide. Uh, Saudi Arabia has left us essentially. Uh, Iran is a disaster. Iran is a, we would have had Iran. It, it was going to be very good for everybody. There would have been no, no nuclear weapons. But China's trying to take over the world and they're doing it. They're in Cuba now. They're taking over essentially, quietly, militarily, they're taking over Cuba, but they're taking over South America. They're taking over the Panama Canal. How about the Panama Canal? We lost 36,000 lives, the Mosquito. We lost 36,000 lives building the Panama Canal. It was stupidly sold for $1 to Panama. Okay, how about that one? It was done by, during the Carter administration, it was sold for $1, and now China is taking it over. But they have President Xi of China no respect for this country anymore. They have no respect. We're like a laughing stock because we have an incompetent president. We have so much. You just opened up so many avenues right now. But just to clean up, tie up the the, the Fox debate, said so you'll you'll decide next week. What is I'll there be anything? announcing? Yeah, I've already decided, uh, and I'll be announcing something next week. Because yes. I noticed the Fox senior executives came and had dinner with you and pitched you. Did they move the needle? Well, they were very nice. Look, they were very nice. Here, here's why, uh, Mr. President. The only reason I, I say this, I put a poll up on Twitter. At least two-thirds of the people don't want you to do the debate because they feel it could be a setup. Are you concerned about Fox setting well, up? Well, when you're at 75, 78, 80 percent, and other guys are at zero, one percent, two percent, three percent, you do say, uh, what's the upside? Am I going to go up one point? But they could go up. You know, they're not dumb people. They're senators. 
their governors, their intelligent people. You have some very good people. I think you have some very good people, and you have some people. I mean, I have a problem with the debate for another reason. I wouldn't sign the pledge. Why would I sign a pledge? There are people on there that I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have certain people as, you know, well, somebody that I'd endorse. So they want you to sign a pledge. But I can name three or four people that I wouldn't support for president. So right there, there's a problem, okay? Right there, there's a problem. But I don't have to use that. Right now, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. There's no reason to insult them. But there are some people there that a lot of people wouldn't endorse, but they wouldn't be right. They're not going to go anywhere, by the way. They're not going to get it. But I so wouldn't endorse So the RNC said that's one of the requirements for, yeah. so you won't sign it. Well, they have three or four people that I wouldn't, you know, who would put these people as president? If you ever put these people as president, but you'll get somebody else. There'll be somebody. But right now, I saw Christy Noem, uh, who's terrific. She's done a fantastic job. I watched her this morning. She was on television. They asked her, are you going to run? Because there are other people running. Are you going to run? She said, no. Why aren't you going to run? Because nobody can beat Trump. She said it, which I greatly respect. I mean, she's saying... I hope the truth. She said, why would I run? Nobody's going to beat Trump. There's not even a contest. These people are just wasting their time. Somebody like uh, Asa Hutchinson, who's polling at zero, will ask me nasty questions. Uh, somebody like Chris Christie, who's polling at 1%, and he's going to ask me nasty questions, and others, too. And then you have some that are very good. I mean, Tim Scott has been very nice, and uh, Ramishwamy has been very, very nice. I mean, these are, you know, very capable people, very good people. But uh, why would you do that when you're leading by so much? Ronald Reagan didn't do it. Nixon didn't do it. Many people didn't do it. And uh, but I'm going to look at it very seriously. I'd like to do it. I've actually gotten very good marks on debating talents. But uh, you want to be, you know, they want a smart president. They want somebody that's going to be smart. So we have to do the smart thing. Yeah, I think I would agree with you that. Why would you do it? Uh, Christie and Pence both said you may not have the guts to come onto the debate. I well, that's what people will say. They'll say, oh, he doesn't have the guts. He doesn't have the guts. I mean, uh, I did see an in town hall. That was about as hostile as you can do. I hear I did very well because, you know, I did so well that they fired the head of CNN over that debate. <laughs> but uh, no, it's not a question of guts. It's a question of intelligence. And I'm going to make a decision. I haven't, you know, totally ruled it out. I, I, I would love to do it in many ways because I sort of enjoy that. But we'll uh, let people know next week. Bonnie Willis. Bonnie Willis, the prosecutor in Georgia. They're setting up barricades outside the, the Georgia. Terrible, they're, terrible, they're, terrible. They're in preparation, obviously, I would assume, for an indictment. What are your thoughts of her? Because there's some discussion that she may have some questionable background. I, you know, there's some... her father may or may not have been in Black Panther. I think that was discussed. She's had perhaps incorrect relationships with some of the people, some of the gang members that she's also prosecuting right now. Can she give you a fair shake? No, of course not. Look, I don't think the people of Georgia, where I did very well, and I won it the first time, and I won it, I think, by much more the second time. I can say that about the whole election, too. I don't think they'd stand for it. Uh, this woman is not a capable woman. She's a woman that has, uh, I mean, and maybe she'll change her mind. And I don't know what she's doing. I really don't know. All I know is she could have done it two and a half years ago if she was going to do something. And this is about a perfect phone call, a call where I'm questioning the election. I'm telling them that, in my opinion, the election was rigged. 
and they're saying that I was I did something incorrect. I didn't do anything wrong. I believe I won that election by many, many votes, many, many hundreds of thousands of votes. That's what I think. And I expressed that on the phone call. And I said, I don't know what the number was, like 11,000 or something. I said, what I need is 11,000 votes. I won this thing by hundreds of thousands of votes. That's my opinion. And it's a strong opinion. And I think it's borne out by the facts. And we'll see that. But uh, she wants to do something on a perfect phone call. This call, I say, was more perfect than my call with Ukraine, which turned out to be a hell of a lot better than people even thought because I was right about Ukraine. When I said you should look into and take a look at Biden, I called to congratulate Zelensky, nice guy. I call and I get along great with him. I get along great with Putin. And frankly, I'll have a, something worked out within literally 24 hours. I will get them to the table fast and we'll get it worked out because people are dying at levels that nobody's ever seen. But when you look at that phone call, that original phone call with Ukraine, I was so right about that. And I said, what's going on with Hunter Biden? It turns out he worked for Burisma, took in all of this tremendous amounts of money, and then the laptop from hell was discovered. And you know, a lot of, a lot of people, the first thing they said is, wow, Trump got impeached for nothing. He was right. Actually, he got impeached and he was 100% right. But uh, you need people with courage. You know, Bill Barr was a coward. He was afraid to do things. He was afraid he was going to be impeached. And I was very rough on him, I will say. I said, you have to do something. You know, yeah, you're an American. You have to do something, Bill. And he just was a coward. He was afraid to do anything. We need people of stature. We need people that are brave. We need people that are patriots. We don't need cowards because we're fighting a radical left fringe of this country. And I say it, you know, we have dangers from within and from without, but the dangers from within are more dangerous because, you know, the dangers from without, outside China, Russia, etc., I can handle them. But these maniacs, these lunatics that we have in this country, that go from one scam to another, Russia, 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 the Mueller hoax. You look at the Mueller report, after two and a half years, they found no collusion, no collusion with Russia. Uh, you look at the fake dossier, the Steele dossier, fake, where the FBI gave him, offered him a million dollars if he could support his own writings, that he couldn't do it. A total fake deal. They're all fake stories. You look at the Pfizer reports. Look at the 51, just to bring it up today, the 51 uh, intelligence agents that said that the Hunter Biden laptop from hell was from Russia, okay? And it turned out to be false and they knew it. You look at the Twitter and the FBI working together. You look at the DOJ and Facebook working together. Uh, you look at 2,000 mules. Look at 2,000 mules. Thousands, hundreds of thousands of tapes of people stuffing the ballot box. And this slob, uh, Bill Barr is a slob. He's a coward. He didn't do anything. He couldn't do anything. He wouldn't do anything about it. And it's a shame. Uh, and that was a mistake. You know, I had some great people, really great people, but I had some that aren't so good. And Bill Barr was one of them. Bolton was an idiot. But Bolton was good for me because everyone thought he was crazy. So every time I walked into a negotiation with a foreign country, they thought I was going to blow them up. I was going to go to war because he's a maniac. And I was able to make great deals with these foreign countries. So that was OK. But uh, I, real, I, know, I know the people. I know the best ones and I know the worst. I know the brave, the smart, 
the dumb I know them all so brings me to the next question uh, Jack Smith yeah Biden gets Merrick Garland to get Jack Smith to do these investigations of you deranged he's like a deranged human being we'll I watch this guy talk, yeah, what's his motivation what's I think I think he's just a sick guy uh, he destroyed the lives of many people he was overturned unanimously in the Supreme Court I believe he's 0 and 5 in other words he takes it to the end he was involved with the IRS scandal, the big Lois Lerner IRS. That was him. That was his baby, where the government had to end up paying money, damages, and apologies all over the place, where they went after Christians and they went after incredible people. Jack Smith, uh, he's, like a, he's like a deranged individual. And I think we're doing very well with that guy. But he is, uh, he's a sick puppy. And, you know, you look at the boxes. I come under the Presidential Records Act. I'm allowed to do everything that you see. Biden didn't. Biden's got 1,850 boxes. He's got boxes in Chinatown. Now, here's a guy getting money from China, and he's got boxes in Chinatown. That's big stuff. He's got boxes at Penn, totally unsecure, and he's got boxes under his Corvette, right behind his Corvette, sitting on a wet garage floor, classified documents. I never hear anything about that. It's a rigged system. It's a corrupt country. We're living in a very corrupt country, and I've exposed it. I fired Comey. That was a big thing when I fired Comey. I got rid of a lot of other people, too. And I was really knocking the hell out of the deep state. And then COVID came along, a gift from China. The China virus came along, and we did an incredible job in rebuilding. And by the time we handed over, we had the stock market at a higher point, higher point than it was just prior to COVID coming in, which was like a miracle what happened. And then you had all that we call them the returning jobs, the returning jobs, the returning Trump jobs. They all started returning. And uh, we did a great job with that. But uh, the deep state is something we have to fight very strong in so, this country. I talk to a lot of people. People come up to me, even the independents, liberals, and say, I'm not sure I like Trump, but I love the fact that when he gets back in there, he's going to clean house. Oh, like you, like you wouldn't believe. Where do you start? Who's first? Well, and where do you go? I mean, it's sort of an easy question. The first thing I'm doing is we're going to have great border security. We're going to put Tom Holman and, and the guys. Brandon Judd's fantastic, as you know. You've interviewed him many times, and he's great. We have great people on the border. They want to do the job. It's incredible, actually, that they want to do it so much. They, they cry when they see what's happening. Our country's being in invaded. But we're going to strengthen up the border. We're going to drill, baby, drill. I say it. We're going to drill. We're going to get the energy prices way, 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 okay. way down. You famously dropped tomahawks on Syria with President Xi at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. I mean, it was it was an amazing moment. Why is Biden so afraid of China? What's going on with the Bidens and the Chinese that, that I heard today that Jennifer Granholm actually contacted the CCP when they were about to release oil from the SPR and also maybe have sold some of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to a Chinese company that may have a link to Hunter Biden. What is with By this By the way, the reserve, which I helped fill up, and now it's at the lowest point in history. Right. We have almost nothing. You know, that was meant for wars and military, not to reduce the gasoline prices for an election, which is what they did. And now it's almost empty. And I had it full. We were full. And I was buying it cheap, too, really cheap. And Congress was fighting me. The Democrats basically were fighting. Uh, I believe we have a compromised president. I believe he is so petrified of China because they know how much money has been given to him. And they know where it is. And I tell you, Jamie Comer's done an incredible job. Jim Jordan, they've done an incredible job. 
But they found, as of today, I think $32 million that went into his accounts and the various accounts of the family. That's a tremendous amount of money. And nothing was done for it. It was just a bribe. It's just a bribe extortion and a bribe. When you see him talking about the billion dollars for the prosecutor, I'm amazed nothing was ever done. You know, you talk about quid pro quo. That was quid pro quo. Um, but I believe that China has paid them a lot more than that. You look at University of Pennsylvania, you take a look at what's going on over there where China pays millions and millions of dollars at Biden Center, and I guess they pay him a million dollars a year. Or I think they have $999,000 a year. That way you don't have to maybe report because it's under a million. Uh, but I believe we have a compromised person as president. I believe that China has paid him a fortune. I've never seen anybody so weak on China. China is eating our lunch. They're taking over Cuba. They're taking over South America. They're taking over everything. This all happened over the last three years. China and Russia. Now, all of a sudden, doing military exercises yeah, yeah. in the Aleutian Islands in yeah, Alaska. Right, that's right. That's, that's very uh, dangerous unthinkable. So that just, we heard about that two days ago, would have never happened if I were president. That would have never happened. I would have called each one. I said, stop. It's not going to happen. And they would have listened to me 100 percent. So uh, it's very sad. I think it's the weakest our country has ever been. And I do think we have a Manchurian candidate. This is a president who's a Manchurian candidate. This is a president who's fully compromised. He's so afraid of China. And the reason he's afraid is because I believe they paid him a tremendous amount of money. And he doesn't want people to find out about it. President, um, the House has said Marjorie Taylor Greene and others, Lauren Boebert, I believe, have said it's time to impeach Biden, impeach the president. They can't get full support of the full GOP. They can't lose six votes, and they don't believe they have it right now. Kevin McCarthy said we're going to do an inquiry into impeaching President Biden. Is it time, given what we now know from Comer today, with another $20 million going into the Biden coffers and all the, the buying Corvettes and whatnot with their money, with standing? is it time the GOP gets behind these two who are calling for the impeachment? Well, the reason, there are two reasons, Joey, but one of the reasons they go after me is because uh, the Republicans are going after them. And going after them very, very powerfully. But something has to happen. I mean, it's just, it's, it's massive theft. It's, uh, it's extortion. It's, nobody's ever seen anything like it. This is the most corrupt human being. This is the most corrupt family. For, for these things to be happening is not even believable. And I heard a couple of Republicans, nice people, and they said, well, we have other things to worry about. We have to do this. We have to do that. What could be more important than this? The other reason they go after me is because I'm leading in the election, because they would have done this two and a half years ago. You know, this, they're very late. You don't do this in the middle of the campaign. Nobody ever said, nobody ever thought it was possible. In fact, it's like, it's taboo. You don't do this during a campaign. They did all this stuff. And they're the ones that control Georgia, by the way. And they're the ones that control New York, the Manhattan DA. I got indicted for no crime. There's not even a crime. Everyone's talking about it. even though even the Democrats say, don't do this. This is crazy. And the DA didn't want to do it for two years. All of a sudden, they got forced to do it. Uh, they put their people into the DA's office. So this is all being led by the DOJ. Uh, Fannie Willis isn't doing that. The DA's, the, the whole thing, the DOJ is leading so much because what they want is they want to interfere with the election. So that's one. And the other thing, if you take a look at it, uh, they don't want, well, they don't want to run against Donald Trump. So okay. let me ask you, there, there are two competing theories on this, right? One of them is, 
they have some internal polling that they think Biden has a better chance of beating Donald it, Trump. It's not internal polling. Look, they don't have internal polling. They're all disinformation, misinformation. Or is it the only one Trump they don't want to run somebody? against is Donald Trump. I beat Hillary Clinton. Or are they, do they not see that you are polling, and now you're polling above Biden? Yes. And they, is, it, is it, maybe they just they see it they better just than you can't do. help themselves? They take it and they go the opposite. They say the opposite. They don't want to run against me, so they say, we want to run against Trump. And then the stupid fake news, or not fake news, they get along with it. Oh, they really want to run against, they don't want to. If they wanted to run against me, they wouldn't have me being indicted every single day, every time my airplane flies over a, a blue state. Uh, they don't want to run against me. Remember a person named Hillary Clinton? They said the same thing. Oh, we most want to run against, you know, it's very interesting. They made that statement. Oh, we want to run against Donald Trump. And then Bill Clinton, who's a professional, he's a pro, like him or not, he said the one you don't want to run against is Donald Trump. And he said it very loud and clear, and it turned out that he was right. He also said I was going to win Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania. He predicted this before, and he told his wife, you're not doing the right thing. And just like they said that, they didn't believe it, but like they said that, now they said, oh, well, we want to really run against. DeSantis is a failed candidate. If I didn't endorse DeSantis, he wouldn't have ever won. He was, at, you know, he was out. Then I endorsed him. And he went up and he was able to win. He went up massively in one night after I endorsed him. But he was a failed candidate. And you know what? He's a failed candidate again. He's got no personality. He's got nothing going. And he's, he's dropped like a rock. I don't even think he's going to be two number along. I mean, somebody's going to come along like maybe Tim Scott or somebody and probably take his place. And probably this stops him in 28. You know, he could have walked into 28, maybe. You still have to campaign. You don't walk into anything. This is a tough world in politics. This is a nasty, nasty world, as we found out. Uh, probably it's never been nastier than it is right now because we have sick people. We have sick people in office. And again, they are a bigger problem than the outside world because the outside world, you can, for the most part, you can uh, cajole, reason with. They need things that we have. You can do things with them. But these people that we have, these radical fascists and Marxists that we have in our government, you can't talk to them. They're nuts. They're crazy. President Obama visited Joe Biden a couple of weeks ago and said, be wary of Donald Trump. You guys are taking it too, too lightly, taking him too lightly. What are your thoughts on Obama? Well, he's not taking it too lightly. He indicted me three or four times. I haven't checked. By the time I walk out, they'll probably indict me. Indicting, when I went to the Great Wharton School of Finance, we didn't have a course on indictments and, you know, all of the things that go with the indictment stuff. Uh, no, he's not taking it not seriously. Uh, he's probably taking it more seriously than any candidate in history because he has the Justice Department that he said he was going to do. If you look back two years, he made a statement that we will stop Donald Trump that he was constitutional. He doesn't even know what the Constitution is. The guy can't put together two sentences. He can't talk. Every time I watch him talk, it's almost like he's walking on eggs. You, you wonder, is he going to get through the sentence? We have a totally, grossly incompetent man who was incompetent 20 years ago, by the way. He was never the smartest. You know, Ted Kennedy, you heard the story. Ted Kennedy was a friend of mine because of Palm Beach. I did him a very big favor. And I said, who is the smartest senator? He told me. I won't tell you because I don't like the guy. But I said, who's the smartest senator? He gave me a name. He said, who's your dumbest senator? This is 25 years ago. Who's your dumbest? He says, probably Joe. I said, Joe who? Joe Biden. I mean, this was never a genius 25 years ago. 
but now he's grossly incompetent. And the sad part of the dangerous part is that we are on the cusp of possible World War III. And this will not be army tanks shooting at each other. These are nuclear weapons, a level of weaponry that the world has never seen before. And we have a man that uh, is incompetent. He has no idea. You take a look at what he's done. Take a look at the money standard. Take a look at all these countries that are going off the dollar. They're being forced off the dollar. I mean, Saudi Arabia is... He goes to Saudi Arabia and he gives the king or the crown prince, who will be the king, but probably I heard gave the king also, a fist bump. What is a fist bump? A fist bump is don't shake my hand because your hands are dirty. I don't want to shake your hand. And they were very insulted by that. But Saudi Arabia now is very much in the arms of China and many countries. But you look at what's happening in South America and you look at what's happening in Cuba. So Cubans, I'm at 95% with Cuba. I don't know who the 5% are, but... They want to go back and they want to see their country. They want to see their parents. They want to see their sisters and brothers. China is taking over Cuba and nobody talks about it. The biggest shame of everything is that the fake news doesn't write about it. I don't see any stories about China building military installations in Cuba. That's scary. Final question, Mr. President. Um, Melania Trump, she was a huge part of your, your first she was a great first lady. Yeah, Wonderful she was first lady. very popular, too. Is she up for it? Is she ready for another four years as first lady? Well, she really is. And she, you know, it's very interesting. I was talking to her the other day, and she said, it's so sad what's happening to our country. She just said it just so uh, poignantly, but really so it was sad. And yet it was, it expressed it. She said, it's so sad what's happening. She looks at the news and you see the border. Now, actually, for the most part, the news, you know, the fake news doesn't report it. You report it incredibly. You report it for you. It's like one of your biggest subjects because our country is being poisoned by people that are coming in that shouldn't be here. But she looked at it and it was that. It was interest rates. It was the housing market. It was so many different things all. And she said, it's so sad what's happening to our country. Now she's 100%. And uh, I think you've been seeing reports lately that uh, she feels very strongly about it, not because she wants to do it. She had a very nice life before, I'll tell you. She, uh, she thinks it's very important. She thinks our country is uh, being destroyed. Well, we thank you. The American people thank you. I thank you. News thank Max, you. Thanks. And great job. Great success. You're doing a fantastic job. Thank, thank you, you Mr. Much. President. Thank you. All right, folks, now just a note, Newsmax has accepted the election results as legal and final. Aside from all the other things in that fantastic interview, the one big news headline today is that Trump will not sign the required loyalty pledge for the upcoming GOP debate. The first Republican primary debate takes place on August 23rd in Milwaukee. Not all the candidates have met all the requirements to participate. He mentioned Ramaswamy and Chris Christie therein. DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, and former VP Mike Pence are all in. Trump also mentioned Asa Hutchinson polling at zero. I don't think Asa has qualified. And Miami Mayor Francis Suarez, who Eric interviewed the night before, is among those who have not met the requirements, but they do still have some time. 
One headline from the business page today. This morning's CPI report showed inflation picking back up in July with consumer prices increasing 3.2% from earlier this year, up from 3% in the month of June. That according to the Labor Department's consumer price index released earlier this morning. So far, we do have green numbers on the stock markets. Don't forget, if you see Newsmax on the TV at a local business, maybe a restaurant, a doctor's office, wherever, take a picture and let us know, and we'll let everyone else know. Don't forget to get the Newsmax app on your smartphone so you can watch your favorite shows and favorite hosts anywhere, anytime. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you for listening to Newsmax Daily. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday, and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.